Contrast uncut, yeah you know that's us Where we only speak the real and the real rock with us Where we motivate the people and politic on success Oh no we ain't DJ Kelly, but they swear we the best Contrast uncut What's happening? It's Contrast Uncut. It's season three, episode 43. Man, big shout outs to Uncle Snoop's Army and Bobby D Presents. I appreciate you, brothers. It's your host, Zylo, aka DJ Juan Dollars, like I won some money. Today, today, everybody, we got some incredible, dope, dope, duo special guests in the building. You know, they're originally from Panama, Central America. You know, they call home the town, East Oakland. You know, they Grammy nominated uh, for their self-titled album in 2016. They're a rap reggaeton dancehall duo, taking an opportunity from Bump Bay Unified Music Group and learning the skills to the game to start their early quest into the music. They've toured and worked with some of the greats in the industry. I mean, I heard, you know, the homie D Smokes canceled on Dre for y'all. So y'all know, what happened after that, Poquito Moss was a hit. And I'm yeah. now with the latest single, Gasolina. The duo brings amazing vibes and timeless music. It's an honor and a pleasure to have these brothers on my show. Rock a Don, Rock a Rich. I appreciate y'all coming on, Los Rockers in the building. Yeah. Hell of an introduction, man. Hell of an introduction, man. Appreciate that, man. All love, man. I'm only doing talking about facts, you feel me? You can yeah, tell yeah, definitely. going to come up. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, where, where, where you from, brother? Shit, uh, I was born in L.A. My family from the Bay. They from all over Oakland, Northeast, West Oakland. So, you know, it, it's rubbed in me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what's uh, Cali. Cali was in you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything's in me, man. You just take some time before you get some stuff to put on you. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, man, bro, I got this quote, you know, let me know how this quote relates to you. Or if it doesn't, it's all good. The idea is I want you to talk about it. Yeah. So give me one quick second. Let me pull up this here quote. When I'm no longer rapping, I want to open up an ice cream parlor and call my and call it Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg said that. So I want to know, you know, how it relates to you, or if it doesn't, what are your guys' plans, you know, when you're done rapping? Man, our plans, man, to do stuff like I uh, like the people that helped us, like the youth centers that helped us, you know what I mean? Um, provide an opportunity for 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 these fans, uh, for these for these youth, inner city youth that don't really have the opportunity, you know what I mean? That's one of our big dreams, um, aside from you know, business that we want to do, like restaurants, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. But yeah, one of our big, you know, when we, when we, when this all is, is over, one of the things we would like to, to have is that, man, and a place where to bring opportunity to, to the youth, you know what I mean? That's yeah, to, to inspire. Mm. Come on, come on. You know, that's the nature of the game because, you know, the blessing in disguise is if you gentlemen weren't inspired and weren't given opportunity to really hone your skills and show what y'all can do, you know, I don't think we'd be having the same conversation like we are having today. I think y'all to have a little bit more struggle, a little bit more hood stories, 
and, and people right. are wrong. <laughs> and you know, we got this blessing of, you know, this duo that that's Grammy nominated and got everything awarded to them because they, you know, they took the long route. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I got to ask you, brothers, you know, you guys could both answer this each at a time. But I got to know, did the game choose you or did you choose the game? <laughs> I think, man, I think um, I think the game chose me, man. I really do. It was like I was really like into other things before, like, the you know, I started really getting into the music thing. And once I, I, I started doing the music, it just took over. And then seeing seeing my journey from when I started when I was 15 to where I'm at today, if I would have never started that, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have got to where I'm at today. So I'm like, man, you know what? Who would have thought that I would have chose the music route and I would have been a Grammy nominated artist? I would have done all of these great things as an independent artist, like having my own shoe with Puma. Um, having my, my logo being branded and, and with big companies like uh, Boost Mobile and their commercials. Um, all of these amazing things, be, being in, uh, on a billboard and Converse all over the world, people, you know, it's all of these amazing things that it's like, man, you know what? The game chose me, you know? Hell yeah. Don't question, man. I mean, uh, you feel the same way, bro? Yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like it. You know, it was it felt like it was meant to be. Like um, I was telling my cousin yesterday. You know, like when these artists from Puerto Rico named Tego Calderon, like how we got introduced to his music, it was to our big cousin. You know what I mean? Our big cousin introduced uh, the artist to us, and then we became fans. And then we see we see him. We saw him on, on billboards with Hennessy, you know what I mean? It was like Rakim. It was all these black American artists, but the only Latino was like uh, Tego, you know what I mean? And that really inspired us. Like, man, we, we wanna we wanna be on billboards like that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and then we finally Hennessy, we did a we did we did a a, a, a contract with Hennessy sponsor sponsoring us. And uh and then we went to New York. We brought all our homies with us and our and our, and our family. And we met that artist, Tego Calderon. We met him through Hennessy with our big cousin. You know what I mean? And like, it's, it's just stuff like that that be happening that it just tells me like this was meant to be. This was, it was written, you know what I mean? Yeah, because it, it, it's not like we travel a lot with big cousins like that. It was just exactly. one of those trips that we took and it, and that moment happened. Yeah, it was funny. Game changer. So yeah, you know, I've had Baby Gas on the show. Shout out Baby Gas. And you know, one thing he told me is that when he was in the Bay Area, he was like writing down hella people's raps to you know pretty much learn how to rap and write down how everybody was doing it. And that's how he taught himself how to rap. And then he had to move to Mexico. And he saw you know out there in Mexico, people was spitting on the corner, but they were spitting in Spanish, and he didn't know Spanish like that. So he had to teach himself how to rap in Spanish by writing down the same tactics. So I want to ask you brothers being from Panama, you know, what was your guys' challenge and, you know, what was the route you guys had to take into writing your music and creating such dope shit? Yeah. Know, it was like, uh, I said, like, real, real, go ahead, bro. No, go ahead, go ahead. Say what you got to say. No, I was going to say, like, that. I feel like 
the, in the beginning, we didn't really think about it like that. It wasn't, you know what I mean? We didn't really think about it that deep. Like I have a line that I go original by accident. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. And then people would tell us like, man, you guys are different. You know what I mean? Hey man, you guys are original, man. And we're like, oh shit, I guess, I guess we original. You know what I mean? We like, we weren't trying to be original, even though that that's always our goal. You know what I mean? To stay different, to be different. But in the beginning, to tell you the truth, that's not something I was thinking about. You know what I mean? And mm. I feel like that that just came organically or naturally. Yeah, you know, I mean, shit. You know, it's like, man, it's it's crazy because we grew up in a culture that is like known all over the world, right? And we're really products of that culture. It's not like we were rich kids and decided that we wanted to do music because we think it's cool. We were actually in the mix with the kids. People were break dancing. You know, we, we, we're from that era where people were still break dancing. People were turf dancing. People were freestyle battling. Um, we, we were just in that era where we just experimenting with so many different styles and different sounds and people, uh, I mean, like, you know, the, how we started the group was that people in Oakland thought we were a duo because we were always kicking it and we performed together because we had songs that we were featured on and people always asked us if we were a group. So, you know, it's like the people chose us to be a group, you know what I'm saying? Like people always like gave us tips, you know, they saw the potential in the both of us as individuals, but also as a group. And they always like, you know what I'm saying? Like always gave us advice. Like for example, when I went to Panama in 2009, Doom, uh, Raka Doom couldn't travel because uh, uh, he, didn't, he didn't have his uh, papers yet. He was still working on this immigration thing. So I had to expand. I had to go and, and represent for the brand in Panama. And at that time, you know, we were more of a, a, a Spanglish uh, duo, you know what I'm saying? I was rapping more in English and then Doom was rapping more in Spanish. And then what happened was when I was in Panama uh, promoting the music, um, the way that I got cool with the artists from Panama was rapping in English because it was like, it wasn't that many artists that could rap in English. So they always be like, oh, we need a verse in English. Come through, come through, you know? So that's how I started meeting all the big rappers and all the all the pioneers of the genre, you know what I'm saying? And then, and uh, and then they start giving 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 us advice. It's like, yo, you know, they start giving me advice. Yo, if you rap the way you do in English and Spanish, you would be different. You know, this, that, and the other. Like, they, you know, these were all things that we considered. And then, being that we were from the ghetto, we like, we didn't even know that we would become pioneers of a sound, of the 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 genre and the culture that we love. You know what I'm saying? But you know, our communities and our experiences and places that we've been and and our culture have have helped us uh mold our sound and who and who, you know, in our music. Facts, facts. So what would you guys consider your first confirmation that you know music is what you guys are supposed to do with your lives? At what point in your career did it like, man, I don't need to do nothing else but do this music? Man, early, man. It was it was it was really early, man. Oakland really embraced us. You know what I mean? Like we you know, it's like it's been a struggle a whole career, you know what I mean? It's been it's been full of high and lows, you know what I mean? But I, I feel like from the beginning, like Oakland gave us that 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 confidence, you feel me, that stamp of approval, that you know what I mean, that support. And 
Like from the beginning, we knew that this is what we were gonna do. Like it's no plan B, you know what I mean? It's like no plan B, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We didn't, we didn't, it's like, we can't, we didn't came too far to turn around. <laughs> we, we didn't see too many good things. We didn't, we didn't experience, we don't, we know what it's like. We know the game now, you know what I'm saying? We just not satisfied. We feel like we want more, you know, we just love, we, we're passionate about music. We love music more than, than, you know, than other, than, and then when people, you know, people, other people do it for us. Some people do it because they want to be famous. Some people do it because they, they want money. You know, for us, it's something that we love, and we know that when you love something and your passion, it's just the money will come eventually, you know? So we're not tripping about that. So with music being medicine, you know, would you agree or disagree with that statement? And then how do you guys cope with, with music? Yeah, yeah, music is medicine. Like, like the guy you got behind you, Bob Marley, man. Rico was telling a story about when he met, uh, when he, Got it, but Marley music what got introduced. He got introduced to Bomali music. You feel me? It made him feel better. Music is everything, man. Like when you like when you uh exercising, you know, when you exercising and you and I don't have no music, I'm not going I'm not gonna go all the way in, you feel me? But if I, I got a dope track, I'm listening to it, you know, I'm I'm gonna go for that extra push, you know what I mean? Or if I'm running, you know. I feel like music is very spiritual, man. It comes from our soul, you know what I mean? From our heart, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, music is, it is, it is medicine. And 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 when when I first started making music, I didn't, I never thought about music like that. It was just more, more so just having fun, being in the studio with my friends and making music for my friends. But then, you know, through our, our careers, we've done tours and people will come up to us and tell us what our music means to them. You know, they like, yo, I almost killed myself. I almost committed suicide. But when I heard this song, it made me change my mind. This song for me, it means a lot to me. And you know, all of these things that used to be like, man, you know, it's crazy how music can really impact people's lives like that. So it's, it's pretty dope. And you know, one thing I can tell you is that, and everyone, if you don't know, Oakland don't really get behind people unless they fully support, they authentic, they real, they coming from something that, that is meaningful. They just, the town just don't get behind everybody. That is <clears throat> the land of the Black Panthers. That is the land of so many different powerful movements. And so for you brothers to come out the town and them stamp you before you guys even got across the border outside of Northern California, you know, I got to ask what some of the highs and lows you guys would consider. Um, man, it's just the highs, you know, a Grammy nomination, being able to, being able to travel around the world, you know, being able to connect with your favorite brands, like, you know, us having uh, contracts with, with Adidas, with Hennessy, you know, the people, like what Rico said, like somebody coming up to you and telling you like, man, I was I was depressed. Your music is what get me, gets me through the day, you know. Um, just being able to live our dreams, man, you know. That's the high, the lows is, is the business side. Uh, the lows is, Man, um, being patient, you know what I'm saying? And and not everything always coming out how you want it to, and then you got to keep pushing, especially when you're independent, you know. 
Uh, when you're independent, you really got to put in a lot of effort. You got to put a lot of brain power. And and it's and it's a it's a struggle when you when you're doing it, you know when you when you a, a two man team, you know what I mean? Because our vision is big, so we putting it together right now. We we so it's it's we're feeling good about 2020. Um, yeah. We're putting everything together, but man, it's all part of the journey. That's the beauty about it because it it only brings you, it only inspires you. You know what I'm saying? The the struggle only makes you stronger. So it's like. It's part of the journey, man. We're not even tripping about it, man. We just learn from it, you know? Facts. Facts. They always say, you know, failure is a lesson learned. And as long as you learn from that failure, then you've grown. If you haven't, then, you know, that circle of complexity, the circle of problems, keep on coming. Keep on coming. Yeah, yeah. And then the cool part about the game is once you elevate and you get out of those problems, new problems come. No, no problems. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> expectations, it creates people to come holler at you that like, bro, I ain't seen you in fucking 15 years. What you doing on my <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But most of that, you know, it definitely is a moment that it lets you know, like, hey, I'm doing something right, you know? And it's so inspiring to hear that you brothers is, you know, you guys aren't just settling for for the popularity, the fame, the the money coming in. Y'all coming in for to really leave an imprint on society and music. Because, you know, the way how these streets are, especially in California and in and, and Oakland, especially, you know, I read an article back in the day that, you know, you considered uh, weak or, or, you know, vulnerable because you ain't got a pistol on you. And, you know, yeah. to grow up in that environment and, you know, to stand here and smile and really enjoy the growth, it's amazing. Right, man. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful story, man, because you get to. You get to go tell people from other parts of the world, man, yeah, I came from the same community like you, like you, but look, we made it. You know what I'm saying? We know what it's like to be to, to live like this. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. No, it just ain't Marshawn Lynch making it out of Oakland, you understand me? Right, right, <laughs> right, right. right. More of us, yeah. Shout out Beast Mode for real. Legend. Absolutely. And so, bro, I'm going to go ahead and put a pause to this because, you know, uh, I got my three segments and, you know, I'm excited to hear from your guys' opinion. My first one is my awareness segment, and it's about police interaction. You know, it's a hot topic, but, you know, growing up in California, period, like I grew up in L.A., they the jump out boys. You could be sitting Ooh. on the corner, minding your business, talking to your family, and they're going to jump out and tackle you to the ground just to see what you're doing. That's great. Oh, man. Business as usual right afterwards. And so, you <laughs> I ain't know what to do in a lot of them situations. You just get beat, you agree, disagree, don't say shit, and you get let go. And so, you know, eventually you get in some shit and you ain't know what to say after that, then boy, you sit down. And so it inspired me to have this segment where I ask every guest, you know, uh, what's some advice they can give to someone getting pulled over? And, you know, when was the last time you guys were pulled over? Okay. (laughs) Hey, bro, you have some dope questions, bro. (laughs) <laughs> okay, advice we can give when you get pulled over, you know, just remain calm, relax. Um, yes, sir, no, sir. You know what I'm saying? Um, and just be cool, be calm and collect, man. You know, um, what's the other question you said? When was the last time you were pulled over? Um, Man, I don't remember the last time I was pulled over, man, but we've been pulled over a lot. <laughs> we got a long history of getting pulled over. Our, our rap sheet is long. And, uh, <laughs> you know what's crazy? 
No, yeah, like my cousin said, yes, make sure you calm, cool, calm, and collective, you know what I mean? Because they trigger happy, man. Any, <laughs> any little set of move, movement you do, man, they, it's an excuse for them to do what they do, man. Hey, um, yeah. You know what I was thinking? Like, I don't know if it, you correct me if I'm wrong, like, Rico, like, when, when we were younger, man, like, I feel like the police in, in Iraq, man, was more rough. Like, they, they used to... You know, I don't know. Lately, it's been a few times where we, we get pulled over and it's some cool, cool caps. You feel me? You know? like But when we were younger, it, that wasn't the case. When we were younger, it was, it was harassment. You know what I mean? Man, it, I mean, I don't, I mean, I think you're just so, so uh, used to it that you think that, um, that, that it was true. before. No, that is, that, no, it didn't never stop, bro. <laughs> like, bro, it ain't never stopped. Stop. I think about back in what 2016, no, 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 2010, 2011, and the brother on 76 killed the police officer. 76 and E14, maybe a 67. I mean, maybe I'm getting the streets mixed up. Oh, but, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The whole that. town was shut down. That was like seeing coronavirus in 2010. E14 <laughs> was a ghost zone. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's important to remember that, you know, the motherfuckers don't play. Like they was out trying to headhunt, and the whole block knew that. So, Everybody was hood up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, and man. You know what, man? We just trying to, man. We just trying to make it home to our family, bro. That's all it is, bro. You feel me? So you know, gotta, you know, it is what it is, bro. You, <laughs> we've been there so many times, bro. So it's like, like even last night, man. We were like, yo, make sure. I said, hey, slow down, because this is not an area where you want to get pulled over at night. You know what I'm saying? He shouldn't feel like that. <laughs> he shouldn't feel like that. I just said that last night, okay? So it's scandalous, bro. Like we live in a society, bro, where they think that they, you know, they untouchable and shit. And you know, yeah. my whole belief is awareness is key. Cause you know, knowledge is power, but when you can use that knowledge, it's a superpower. It gets your ass out almost anything. Straight mm. up, bro. Straight up. Yes, hold on. That's bro. the baby. That's the baby. No, it's all good. That's good, it's all bro. Good. That's good, bro. That's how I be. What's up, baby girl? Hi. Hola. <laughs> Daddy's working, okay? I'm going uh, to help you out. Just let me finish in here. Give me 20 minutes, okay? Okay. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll take care of that in a little bit. Um, Walmart got this thing where like they sell you a dishwashing set for little kids and you can put water and it has a pump so the spout spits out water and my daughter been going crazy she thinks she can wash everything her brother is <laughs> my mom's I mean my wife's dishes her mom's stuff like little girl <laughs> she can wait till somebody's done with their with their with their plate <laughs> I hope she keeps that same energy as she gets taller yeah the for real yeah that dish. same energy yeah, my daughter, my daughter, she she always messing with the broom and stuff. You know what I mean? So we bought her like like a little set of of, uh, of a broom, the the little uh, the little mop yeah, and yeah. stuff. So when I be when I be cleaning like, like the floor when she after she eat, she go and grab her stuff too. Like okay, we're cleaning. We're like yeah, we I hope you keep that same energy until <laughs> 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 you a teenager. <laughs> Come on. All your life. Help out. Help out. Don't hold it to yourself just because you yeah. learned it. 
put yeah, that yeah, shit out yeah, yeah. the household, not into the yeah. world, but the household. Yeah, straight up. Man, so, uh, I mean, I definitely want to give you a shout out and give flowers to you, my brother, for being a dedicated father. You know, that's, that's one thing that's not easy, you know, being in the industry, making time for your children. You know, kids don't, don't understand money. They understand time. They want what they want, but that time is more valuable than anything else. Definitely. You know, oh, yeah. I, I salute you, man. Oh, yeah, respect. Yes, sir. Uh, so, man, I'm going to take a pause on, on that awareness segment, because if we keep on talking, we may slip up and talk about some shit that we ain't supposed to talk about. So, on that <laughs> note, I got this thing called Trading Places, and it's, you know, the movie back in the day, Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, they wake up, and Mortimer now got a better job, better life. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I take that concept, you know, being from the hood, we got an amazing imagination. We could think about so much, man. You know, as young as we thought clouds was fucking bank robberies and, and everything yeah, yeah. else you can imagine. And yeah. so with that concept, I got trading places. We take two iconic lives, we swap them, and we talk about it. I got Ice T trading places with Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Question number one. Will it work? Can you see Ice T as Stone Cold, and can you see Stone Cold Steve Austin as Ice T? They both have attitude, though. They both have that 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 rebel attitude, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think I could see uh, Ice T as Stone Cold because Ice T do got that gangster swagger to him. You know what I'm saying? When when he get to get an at you on some gangster shit, right? Yeah. And then, but then Stone Cold, I don't see him being like suave, like a ladies man, like, you know, the mouthpiece like that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if he could be Ice-T. <laughs> Come on. That's more like Ice-Steve because that's <laughs> no game. He ain't going to be pimping nothing. Yeah, he not pimping. He not pimping. He not pimping. <laughs> but on the flip side, AP9 wouldn't have busted in on Stone Cold Steve Austin's wedding. Oh, he, he went to the wedding? Oh, bruh. See, I ain't trying to be messy like that, man. You know, much <laughs> love. But, you know, history says, you know, shout out to my figure. Shout out AP9. Shout out to my figure. And, you know, he was like, you know, Coco used to hold for me. Oh, damn. And so, you oh. know, with a trick and blase, blase. And, you know, it was at the wedding. <laughs> oh, this nigga out of pocket. <laughs> Unk tripping, unk tripping, unk tripping. <laughs> I didn't know that one. I'm gonna no, call him out man. on that when I see him. I'm gonna be like, bruh. So, yeah, I heard about this story. Uh, man, now I gotta tell my producer to cut this out because I ain't trying to have this out there. But K Solo, sure. K Solo uh, told me the story about that. K Solo was at the wedding, he was from EPMD, the hit squad, and he was invited to the wedding and uh, he was over there. Yeah, and then told me the story. Oh, so that wasn't something that was like a public. This is like a like like a source that was there. Yeah, source that was there got invited and shit didn't know that that you know K Solo saw him differently because they was both from New York. Oh damn, that's crazy. Team AP Nine, bro, that nigga, wow, oh brother. Yeah, my figures, man. I grew up listening to the my figures. Shit, crazy. Hell yeah, my shit. I was fucked up when the Jack passed away. For sure, Jacka, man. That's our brother, our big bro. Yeah, that's one person I still feel like I wish I'd have got to meet fuck with on that level. Because, you know, that brother was such a deep thinker. 
Yeah. He was, though. He was. He really was. So, man, bro, let me go ahead. Let me keep on transitioning because I know your time is valuable, and I'm going to keep it going. I got sure. this next segment. It's called Impulse Q&A, and the whole idea is I got questions on cards. It's like from a fan perspective. Uh, if you don't like the question, it's all good. Just say pass. I'll go ahead and pass it. But, you know, since I got both of you, you know, the cutties on here, I'm trying to get both of y'all to answer the same question just, so, you know, so the fans can get a real interaction through this moment. All right. Question number one. If you were reincarnated as a famous landmark, which would it be? <laughs> Damn, that's a good one. <laughs> um, the statue of uh, Nelson Mandela. Whew. Uh, um, maybe the the uh, the the Sphinx. In Egypt, man, you know what I mean. You seen my billions of people a year, man. I, I really do feel like I was related to them. <laughs> That's my family. I can respect it. Yeah. All right. Question number two: Who would you most like to sit next to on a ten-hour flight, and why? Dead or alive? Okay. Ten hour flight was I would I would wanna be on a on a ten hour flight with Malcolm X, bro. Yes. Bro, what is y'all talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I wanna see what I'm gonna keep it real. People that popped up in my head, the first one was Rihanna. And then the second one was Celia Cruz, and then the third one was Malcolm X, bro. Hey, I'm going to tell you why I wouldn't do no female. Tell you why. Because when you're on the airplane, bro, you know, you got to have your breath on point, bro. I ain't talking to nobody on a damn plane, bro. You know, you get that you get that groggy breath. It's like the airplane breath, bro. Like, That's real. That's real. I'm not 10 hours with a female, so she could be like, man, this nigga breath was kicking. So he said, you got Mohammed Abubu. <laughs> they're talking about his nine minutes left? Yeah, yeah, no, we good. We good. Oh, so so I, I will have to sit next to Malcolm because I, I want to know I want to know everything about it. I want to know his game, like, okay, you know, the transitions, everything, because his points, his points, man, a lot of people, we don't, they don't talk about him in mainstream. You know, they want to make him look bad. But honestly, man, the way he used to think was pretty dope, man. It was like. You know, not everybody's perfect. You know, in the beginning, his methods were a little bit radical, but shit, you need you need that. You know what I'm saying? Somebody needed to wake it up. You feel me? Facts, bro. Fucking so, facts. Bro, so he woke it up. Day, bro, I got to say this. I've seen a motherfucker with a tattoo of Denzel Washington and got Malcolm X on the bottom of it. I'm just saying, motherfuckers need to be woke and pay attention to, to what's real and what the hell y'all dealing with. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. Bro, I ain't capping. That shit real shit. That shit happened. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It might have been somebody that just moved out here. Because, look, look, I'm going to give it when I just moved out here and I seen Selena movie, I was confused. You feel me? I didn't, I'm like, I'm like, what? who is? Who's J-Lo? Yeah, like, who, like, is this Selena? Or, like, you know, I was confused. So it might have been one of, one of, something like that. Yeah. Giving it the benefit of the doubt. 
Uh, you know, it was like <laughs> he was the one person to defend him across the world. <laughs> Question number three. This is a good one because you know people that don't know in Oakland, there's no game banging. It's turf. There's no colors. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is a great question for you because it says if everything in your house had to be one color, what color would you choose? I'll pick. I'll, I'll pick a bright color. You know, like like yellow, like this, or like a aqua, like an aqua color, like a. Mm. You know, what I mean, something that's gonna light up the shit. You know what I mean? Positive, positive vibes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, shit. You yeah, uh, maybe like like a like a light brown. You know, it's so like a light light cream, like a light cream. Just so it's not white, but then it's creamed, and then you know, keep it kind of elegant inside. You know, nice and old school. Right. It sounds like you gonna have a fun sway. And, and and bro over there finna have just a vibe. It's like <laughs> yeah. no house for some pussy. You gonna come to his house to watch a movie. Yeah, 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 exactly. My my fun sway is, you know what? I don't want it too bright because at night I, you know, I, I like to have it all dark in my in my house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So man, y'all have survived my impulse Q and A. You guys survived my awareness segment. You guys also survived my uh my trading places segment. And, you know, as a reward, I want to promote. I want to talk about everything y'all working on, what y'all excited about. You know, lace all the viewers to run these numbers up. Man, like you said, we got we got that track with D-Smoke. You know what I mean? We filmed up. We filmed uh, yeah, Poquito Mas. We filmed it in L.A. Um, it was fun, man. The whole process doing that, that, that song with D-Smoke was, was dope, was real organic. You know what I mean? Um... You know, before we we would take our time, like, you know, we make a video and then uh, a song and then the video six months later or something, that was like beam, bam, boom. You know what I mean? We recorded a song, planned out the video, put it out, people liking it, people loving it. So make sure definitely go to YouTube and check that out. We also got a new track called Gasolina, you know what I mean? Smoking on gas, smoking on gas, smoking on gasolina. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, hell yeah. We 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 represent for the whole West Coast, man. We like we're like the new school Cypress Hill. You know what I'm saying? Like we represent for the Latinos and the Americanos, the people that speak both languages. And you know what I'm saying? So all our people in Southern California, Central, North, check us out. Check out what we're doing, man. We got a lot of dope songs that in our catalog. We we've been making music since 2006. And our catalog is crazy. Believe me when I tell you, we got hits on there. You know what I'm saying? Even though a lot of people might not might have heard them, they're hits because they're like eight years old, but they still sound like, yeah, they still sound good to this day. So, you know, just check us out on on all the digital platforms. Type Los Fracas with a K. Um, What else doing? We got the merch. We got the. Yeah, we got the merch. We got the hat right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, we got the merch. No, y'all you know. working. Y'all working. I was. Hey, we we were trying to do it, man. <laughs> I was talking to Dunn before you locked on and logged on here, bro. And he was like, "Man, we've been working since the beginning. That's all we do is work." And it's like, man, <laughs> do is respected because humble and hungry will get you further than you know handout and backlash. 
Straight up, bro. We don't want no handouts, bro. We put it in that time and, you know, it's been worth it so far. You know, it's been a journey, but it's all been a blessing. No complaints. It's all part of the process, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, so if you notice, my show is different. It's unique. You know, I got to have segments because them other guys be having segments. But other than that, I keep the energy just way different. And so yeah, I'm like, yeah. how do I keep that? How do I keep that closing out? And, yeah. you know, my viewers knows it's coming. I'm about to hit y'all with it. Y'all got any questions for me? Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Because, man, you hit us with dope-ass questions, bro. I, I have never heard that I have never heard, bro, before, bro. Man. Salute. It'd be, it be people asking the same question over and over, man. Because uh, they not real, bro. <laughs> you know, people, <laughs> people that go to school for shit is not the same motherfuckers that's in the streets doing it. Yeah, yeah, hey, it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like people that um like music editors and all of these people that didn't grow up in the community, didn't grow up in the culture, didn't grow up with the genre, but those are the those are the people that pick the songs. Those are the people that are that that you know what I'm saying? It's the gatekeeper, like, the gatekeeper of our culture, the gatekeeper of our culture, but they're not part of the culture. That's just it throws me off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, real for real. Like the closest y'all got to the hood is watching YouTube. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Like, how you gonna tell me? You know what I mean? Yeah. But but hell yeah, man. What else, dude? How many kids you how many kids you got? You got you just got one daughter? No, I got a son and a daughter. Uh my son is almost six and my daughter's three. Tremere oh, oh. Okay. And uh, so my question for you is like What's the difference between raising a daughter and raising a, 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 a little boy? A daughter front to back. Always remember front to back, first and foremost. Number one. You know, you know that, Rico? Nah. Cuando la limpia. He got a son. Rico got a son. You feel me? That's why he didn't get yeah. that. Brother, salute. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. You're a dedicated dad too, bro. I got to make sure. Oh, for sure. Motherfucking interview, you get my flowers too. I got to ship you. Salute, brother. How old is your son? He's uh, about to turn six in a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah, mine's about to be 12 in a, in a, in a yeah, like in a couple of weeks. Big boy. July 30th, boy, when my son came in here, he would have roasted me on camera. And He's so July 30th? Yes, sir. Mine is July 31st. Right there, there you go. Another episode of Contrast Uncut. Make sure if you enjoyed it, you leave a comment below. You hit some like buttons. You hit some uh, subscribe. You go ahead and hit share if you want to. Say something nice or say something you don't want to say at all. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Comment below. Deep.